Yes, people. It's the podcast. It's uh, Griff's brain dump, and it's me, Griff. Obviously, guess what? I'm driving the podcast again. Woo <laughs> No, do what I'm driving around. Um, I'm driving around like a fucking fiend, like a fiend. I need me some chocolates. Genuinely, I'm driving around, driving around for chocolate at night on a Sunday. Um, I just fancy it, you know. So I was going to just drive, get the chocolate, pick up some toilet tissue, not to wank over the chocolate. Calm down, I don't like it that much. No, I just got to get some toilet tissue because we ran out in the house. And I'm a, I'm a team player. I'm a team player, I'm going to get some. And um, I just want some chocolate. I really want some chocolate, so I'm just driving around. And the problem is, I can't find anywhere to park. So I'm being punished for being, being lazy. Because what I should have done is just walked to the shop and got some. But I thought, I'm going to record the podcast after in the car, so I want to just drive. But here I am, in traffic, in my local area. Oh, mate, come on, let me out, you prick. Uh, what have you earned? What have you earned there? Right, yeah, fuck off, fuck off, you schleg. Right, um, yeah, so what are we going to talk about the podcast? What are we going to talk about? Uh, what's happened this week? It's all about me. It's all about me first. I geeked all week. All week. Um, started on Tuesday. Did a Black History Month special. Oh, fuck. I, I fucked this. I'm, I'm driving towards the North Circular. This is... Can you imagine? Oh, no. Anyway. Yeah, Tuesday. Black History Month special. Um, upstairs at the... The Grove in Hammersmith. And that was fun. Bit weird crowd. Crowd came so late. Literally 50% of the crowd came after my set. I opened and 50% of the crowd came in. Literally as soon as I finished, I said, you bastards. You bloody bastards. But it's alright. I don't hate them. And then I uh, gigged on Friday. Gigged on Friday. Um in Wilsdon, that's Mr. C's Come Mech With Love and oh my god, I had lots of fun there, did 20 minutes there, we've uh, shared the stage with Kevin J, I opened up the show to Kevin J, then Stephen K, Amos and then Slim and that was a very, very fun night, didn't get to bed till at 1 o'clock on Friday hanging out with Icy Jones my comedy brother who the fuck you beeping? Yeah, you better be beeping from the other side of the road, you schlick. Um Yeah, we was out till like one in the morning, eating sea bass and chips, because that's that's the kind of lifestyle we live. That's the kind of things we do, we just out here. Eating sea bass and chips, you know what it is. It's nothing, baby. Just sea bass and chips. Shit. Motherfuckers out here. Eating kebabs and shit. We out here just eating sea bass. Sea bass and chips, yo. And um, there's a nice little shop. Nice, uh, what is it called? Woody's. Woody's and Wilson High Street. Those shops always make me laugh because there's always like a cute waitress, isn't it? But you know that she's like one of ten siblings. And then nine of them are brothers. And they all work there, innit? Just sharpening knives looking at you. <laughs> but yeah. It was, um, it was a dead down Friday and Saturday, Saturday, um, radio, 
followed by the open day for the 100 Black Men of London. Working, so I was up from six o'clock, then did the open day, then had to head to a daytime gig, which was, um, I'll tell you what it is, people, I'll tell you what it is now. It was, um, it was for Britain's Got Talent. Wait, wait, you're in the wrong lane, yeah. Um, it's for Britain's Got Talent, um, daytime gig. Um, a few other comedians that I know are on now, I'm not gonna say who they were because they may not want to share it, but I don't care did the gig and do you know what it's one of the strangest gigs I've ever done in my life doing comedy in the daytime is something weird any comedian tell you just doing comedy in daylight just feels weird and I wasn't allowed to swear because it had to be like TV ready and um, I don't even swear a lot but it's it's the content of my comedy you know I knew we were going to go well when I said the phrase white people and people gasped <laughs> Woo! Um, that that cracked me up. So I was like, "This is gonna go well." It's like I just merely said white people. The, the crowd, the crowd are nervous. There's about 15 people in the crowd. Um, but you know, it was fun. There's a guy dressed as like a flipping robot hosting it. Didn't really address at all why he was dressed as a robot, like. My girl came to watch. She was saying, you can't dress as a character, then do nothing that reflects that character. That's just weird and confusing. And I was like, you know what? I think you have a point. <laughs> I think you have a very strong point there. You, you can't just dress as a robot and not do robot things. You know, that's, that's not normal. you you, you got to... You know, you gotta make some robot noises or something. Spin around in the road. Yeah, you gotta make some robot noises or something. Like, you, you can't just be dressed as a robot. Um, it's not cool. Why is my indicator not staying down? Um, yeah, it was like, it was a commitment with his dress, but no commitment with the actual. Go on, mate, come out. You come out, it'll make it easy for everyone. Go on, geezer. Pull out. Let him out. Come on. I'm trying to let you out, bro. That is you, bro. Cool. Right. Um, so I was just parking, and, you know, it's too many senses. I can't be talking and parking. There you go. Finally gonna pull over and give me some fucking chocolate and some toilet paper to wipe me ass later. Um, sorry, I'll carry on talking in, in a minute. I'll continue to talk, tell you about, uh, what was it? Britain's Got Talent. I'll remember, don't worry. Don't you worry. Don't worry, I haven't forgotten I was talking about Britain's Got Talent. It's just, um, just went to the shop and some people are bloody weird, aren't they? Just socially awkward. Like, this guy was buying alcohol, like he was buying fucking cocaine. Just whispering. It's like going to the guy behind the counter, excuse me, um, how much is it for that, that bottle of, um, just dead, just pointing at it behind the counter. It's like, mate, use your chest, use your base. And you're flipping ordering a drink. It's like his first time. I don't know, you're trying to buy condoms, but you don't want people to really look. Don't want people to notice, like, oh yeah, it's going to have some, some condoms, please. What's that? 
Oh, this person's looking at what they're doing. I don't do that, man. Do the drive to the side of me, better not. Go on, pull out. I'll turn it. This is a shambles of a street. But, um, yeah. Forget about him anyway. So, but yeah, so he's doing the X Factor gig. Uh, X Factor, um, Brings Got Talent. It's all the same shit. And it was just weird. It was just a weird, weird gig. But, you know. It was a fun experience. But here's the thing. You get there, they give the whole TV chat stuff. Just want to get to know you and stuff. Just ask you questions about your life. You can see there, I was just trying to create some story. You can see how they find a little sob story for these shows. And the thing that I didn't like is they wanted me to sign this bloody uh, release form, which is standard. I've done TV stuff before. You sign release form. And, you know, it basically says... Based stuff we're going to use the stuff we recorded here for the TV show, and you know, we have rights to use it however we want. And so, yeah, that's cool, cool. And I just thought it was just a one page document, and then I'll peel it back. There are five pages of contract, and then I just like I glimpsed it. And I was like, I'm not signing this right now. It's five pages, and because I think I was one of the few people there who actually wanted to read it, the guy just said, Oh, you can take it away. And just emailed it to us. And I was like, alright, um, you yeah, know, I'll, I'll I'll consider that. I'll sign it there and then. I started reading through it, I haven't read it fully. All shit like, oh, if you get to the semi-finals, they have, they have exclusivity over all your audio visual stuff. What's audio and visual people? This podcast. Give this a fucking cyber cow. I mean I know this podcast isn't anything, but fuck me, it's not his either. Rights to rights to stuff that people have done before they started. I, I'm not sure. If, so I didn't read it fully. I mean, I didn't have time, but I haven't signed it. I ain't got it either. So I have to read that tonight. And consider I want to sign it. I mean, it's, I guess it only makes it's only relevant if it gets to the semi-final. But I mean, no real rush. That's literally selling out. I ain't. I can take all my shit online. Bloody bastard, you square-headed bastard. Imagine if I do end up signing it and they play this back. <laughs> Woo! Repercussions. But, um... But, yeah, that's what I did Saturday. And then Saturday night, it was drunk in laughter. Um, gig with loads of people in the bill. Uh, Miss Muriel, then it was... She opened up, then it was me. Followed by Junior Booker. Shut it down to other levels, and then it was next slim. So it's two nights in a row. I saw slim. Um, yeah, he's just quality, that guy. And then white yardy. First time I have been sober enough to see white yardy. That and um, I was happy I stayed sober enough. This I was sober, just sober enough that um. Dad Cavostia is to rock backstage. And, um, yeah, I drank it. I bloody well, bloody well drank it. Definitely. Definitely drank all of that. That's a vanilla one. Vanilla Ciroc. If you ain't had it, try it. Very nice. And then, um, ah, there you go. Car stopped. Fully concentrated. Get these bloody lights off, mate. Um,. Yeah, but it's a really good night. Except for a bloody brawl happened. 
fancy that at a comedy gig. People are brawling. I, I don't really know what's happening because, again, at this point, I was pretty, I was pretty merry. I was pretty drunk myself. All I know is suddenly I saw some woman on stage and I was thinking, she's not one of the acts. What's she doing? She's going to escort it off stage. I think it was explained to me that she was chatting nonsense. The MC, Dizzle, called her Polish. She was saying she was Irish. So she tried to run on stage to proclaim how proud she was to be Irish. And I think her boyfriend, someone's commenting on her, probably cussing her out from the crowd. I think that person, unbeknownst to them, was sat near her boyfriend. Who didn't take too kindly to someone slagging off his woman. So it all kicked off. And you know what this generation's like. No one tried to stop the fight. Everyone's got their phones out. It's absolute carnage. Part of me wanted to see some chairs just lick off people's heads. And I thought, no. I don't want a black event to be shut down. So, here's the funny thing, though. It was white people arguing. <laughs> black event. Offered up free booze. White people started fighting each other. Beautiful. Sorry, guys, I'm eating chocolate on the podcast. I'm professional. But I'm not paid to do this, so... You can't really complain about the levels you're getting from this. But, let's talk about what's going on in the week. Who we got? got um, I don't really follow the Nelly story. Why did I put another block of chocolate in my mouth? I'll wait until I finish the podcast. Or I'll pause it for it. Alright, I'll do that. Right, I've stopped being a fiend now. I've uh, I've eaten the chocolate. <laughs> Alright, this is what's going on this week. Nelly. Covered that last week. And um, just a short attention span we have nowadays as people. I've completely forgotten about it. You got accused of rape, and then that's it. I shrugged my shoulders, so I'm focused on other things. It's like Kevin Hart. What's going on with his, his wife? I don't know. That's so last month. It's done. I can't even follow a story anymore, because there's always a new story. This week's been Harvey, was it Weinstein? Wein, Weinstein. I don't know. Groping women. Lots of women come out and accused him of groping. And then, like, it's just become a thing now. And uh, that um, Terry Crews came out, said another Hollywood exec sexually assaulted him. And it's just like, jeez. And then I thought, how much would I have to be paid to be groped? I'm not saying these people aren't victims. I'm just saying... Like, depends what the contract was of the table. Not gonna lie, can't lie. I mean, it's just a grope for a guy. I mean, for a woman's violation, but I mean, uh, I, I think I've got a price, you know. <laughs> I think I've got a price. I don't know what the price is exactly, but it depends what it was on offer. I think I'd be groped for it. I wouldn't. Uh, 
wouldn't do anything sexual, but a grope, yeah, maybe. But um, let me find you Eminem's freestyle on uh, on BT Hip Hop Ciphers. Okay, that that caused a storm because he says he doesn't like Trump. That's it's not really groundbreaking stuff. Some people are annoyed, saying, "Now oh, you know." Black people been rapping like this for ages, and why does he always get the credit? Then the flip side is, when Eminem doesn't say anything, well, where are these white rappers when stuff's happening to black people? So you can't win, you can't, you can't win. But people seem to like the freestyle. Um, I wasn't actually too fussed by it. I didn't actually care. I watched it once, and I was like, oh, okay, he does like Trump. Cool. <laughs> so I'm not. Like, Okay, I'm so over talking about Trump. Maybe that's me doing that kind of ostrich head in the sand thing. But, I mean, is there anything new to say? He has orange skin and he says bad things. Just like... And what else? What else? What else do you want to add to that? There's no story with Trump. This is boring. But um, what put me off most about the Eminem freestyle, though, was his goatee and his gold chain. He he looked like, yeah, he, he looked like a, a, a trans man. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just like, I, I think he might have quite feminine, quite a feminine face. He's daughter to be now. Eminem with a beard, he looks like a trans man. It's It's weird. And the gold chain, it's just like, well, don't you look 80s? <laughs> I don't know. Well, freestyle's cool. He had loads of black guys sat in the car park behind him. Um, I don't know what that added, really. I, mean, I, I, I don't have the artistic direction. I'll tell you who else doesn't have artist direction. The Apprentice, those contestants, who have been watching it this year. I watched the episode two this morning, and like I swear, year on year, this show, the contestants just get weaker and weirder. I think they start with eighteen contestants. I believe only nine of them have actually work in any form of business, and the other nine are just eccentric actors. Just with serious emotional and psychological defects it's absolute personality flaws and gaps so Chinese dude who went um, oh sorry if you haven't watched this episode that's a spoiler um, <laughs> whoops anyway Chinese dude went yeah there's a he's, he's a business analyst he's got a bachelor's in mathematics and they asked him to be the finance guy and he says no i'm a creative it's like you don't just become creative by just saying you're creative i mean i get it you know life's about words and stuff but you, you gotta put some action behind it man and his point was hey you know you can't not you can't be a break dancer and not be creative they attempted to break dance in his suit on some gravel, and it was uh, it was kind of cringe. You know, some people break dance. Like, have you ever met a break dancer? Or just some dance. Some dancers dance because they've actually got a natural rhythm to them. 
And other dancers dance because they're very good at learning choreography. But they don't seem to have any like natural flow or rhythm with their movement. And this is what this guy was. This shows the quality of Apprentice. Is That was my takeaway from the episode. That this guy isn't a good dancer. Like the rest of the contestants, they're just weird. There's this one Cockney woman. I'll say she's Cockney, I don't know. It's the type of woman who's like... She's probably the type of woman who says she doesn't need a bloke. And then goes at home and cries into her pillow every night. She gets, gets her back doors smashed in. Because she controlled the situation. And she just wanted... She didn't want anything serious. She just wanted to have sex with him. And then goes home and cries. But why? Why only call me? Um, I can see it. I can see it in her eyes. It's a, it's a it's a special power that I have. I can see fake confidence. I can see the frailty in people. And I just choose not to use it for evil. But if I wanted to, I, I could break you. If I see that frailty. I could crush you. But I'm not, I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. But this week's task had to design um, hotel rooms. And I know like design's hard. Like, it's really easy to see something designed and say how it's rubbish. So it's much harder just to design something from scratch. But I will tell you this though. Both rooms were shocking. Absolutely shocking. And I, and I found out that on The Apprentice, they apparently don't have internet connection. So they can't Google what a five-star bedroom looks like. But come on. Just think about what shitty hotels you've stayed in. And just do better than that. The quality of these rooms were, weren't even, weren't even like, weren't travel lodge. What is it even? Bed and breakfast. It was shit. <laughs> That's it. It's just rubbish. There's rubbish. There's nothing there. But I don't know. I'm going carry on watching the show because it's um, it's what I do. But one thing they've done funny on um on BBC iPlayer is. The Apprentice with real subtitles. So if you haven't checked that out, people, go into your iPlayer and check that out. Um, if you haven't got TV license, just tick yes, you do have a TV license. And then you can watch whatever you want on iPlayer. The security checks, you know, they're tough, just as tough as an IVF clinic. But just go and do it. Just just go watch it. Hey, it's really funny, man. Really funny. You can probably guess what it's about. Just cut it just cuts through all the bullshit that uh that the contestants are talking about. But just that show is just dumb. Like if they're a real business people, right? Let me tell you how the show go, because you remember the first series. Maybe I'm looking in looking back with nostalgia, but I'm gonna try and find clips of the first series. But this is how the first season used to go. I swear it this is how it would go if had business people in. You'd have two teams. They pick their names quickly. They might have just called themselves Team A and Team B. They wouldn't even care. And then the task, they would actually sit down, have a, pick the PM who had the most strengths for that task. And then they'll sit down and have strategy. Have a plan. Fulfill the plan. Buy low. Sell high. And then when it comes to the boardroom, both teams would have made like over a thousand pounds of a profit. Just one made a little bit more. There wouldn't actually be a real failure of the task. It's just you didn't do as well as the other team. 
Whereas now it's just like, who fails the least wins. And it's just these big personalities who are just weird. That look like they've been specifically selected to clash. This doesn't make any sense to me. It does, because it's TV world. And that TV world, fucking psycho, trying to take my podcast. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, I think what else happened this week, man, that kind of caught my attention, but didn't really hold it. Tyrese and The Rock having their little beef on Twitter. Tyrese getting upset that The Rock has got a spin-off on The Fast and Furious called The Fast and Furious. So it's the, what's the first one called? Fast and Furious? What is that? Ah, this film's shit, man. I've never watched the film, but I just know it's shit. You know that no one of any real, like... You don't, no one you respect enough has told you that it's a good film. So you just don't watch it. Like Game of Thrones, for example. I've never watched Game of Thrones, but I know it's a good programme because people I respect watch it and they've said, yeah, it's really good. When I say respect, I respect their choice in films and TV. You know, like if my mum was to tell me Fast and Furious was good, I'd be like, well, it must have too much. It must have too much in common with like Heartbeat or something. So I'm not watching it. Like my mum has rubbish taste in TV, dreadful. But she's a lady in her 60s, so it makes sense. The thing she likes to watch TV is different to me. But yeah, so I've got horrible flashbacks of watching Heartbeat. Back in the day. When you only had one TV in the house. Back in the day. When you only had four channels. Back in the day. When you literally just have to watch whatever your mum used to watch. Back in the day. When Saturday evening TV was entertaining. Man, it was. You had things like Blind Date. You had Gladiators. Jeez. Gladiators, man. Family Fortune. Catchphrase. Jesus. Those top quality shows. Your Saturday was like just packed with quality. And then your Sunday just went downhill. It's like you being framed. Followed by a heartbeat. But London's Burning, that was good. I'm talking, even though I was a kid, I liked London's Burning. And I didn't like you being framed. I thought I was, I was a weird child, man. I remember just watching you being framed, going, why would you be riding your bike in your garden? There's, I just think stuff like that. Clearly can see the paddling pool. Because the garden's not that big. And it's just that, it's that kind of wackiness. Oh, here, here, here's one person riding their bike. But they didn't see the little river. And they go to the river. It's like, ah, this is shit. It used to be Jeremy Beadle who used to do it. Beadle's about, that was funny. That was a funny show. Beadle's about. Even though he had the small hand. He used to shake people's hands with the small hand. He still caught people out. Where is Jeremy Bede now? Is he dead? Man, I don't know. That's a horrible thought came to my head. Dead or paedophile? <laughs> no. 
Oh, 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 oh. It's just it's just that generation of TV presenter. It's just can you make it to death without being accused of horrible crimes? That's it. And um Spitting Image, that was another show that was on. <laughs> I've just got to change the subject. Spitting Image, another one. Um what else was there? Whatever. What Sunday shows. Oh, surprise, surprise. Another syllabus. Right? She had two shows. She had a Saturday and a Sunday. I used to hate that show. It's a proper, proper hate it. Because Blind Date was funny. Blind Date was funny, man. Um... Because, you know, the guy would be talking about his dream woman. And that number three was his dream woman by, by looks. I remember watching them because those guys used to get turned. Well, even that, even back then in the 90s, still still was on TV. If so, watch it back, people. I guarantee you, you'll, you'll notice the filth, the low-level filth on Blind Date. And that's what the guys are thinking. So, you're like, what type of woman do you like? Oh, like a woman who's like a... She's a doctor... You know, I'd like her to be, you know, leggy, uh, brunette. Like, that's what guys say. Like, it'll, it'll be stuff like that. So you ask these questions. Like, okay, if you could describe your legs in a certain way, how would you? So, like, a uh, contestant one. She's like, um, I have two of them. And the crowd just laughed. Ah! You know, but she's not actually hot, so no one cares. And then you have his type. How do you describe your legs? And you're like... And but uh, long, tanned, and waiting for a man. Ooh, yeah, like, oh yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that. Silla. I like that one. And then the final one, where the only thing that could turn a guy from his type is a woman who's more likely to have sex with him. <laughs> you know, they would say that. Oh, my legs might not be long. But they're long enough to wrap around you. And he'd be like, oh, oh, saucy. <laughs> and his head would be just turned. Turned. He's like, oh, uh, if I was ill, how would you make me feel better? Again, the first one, um, I'll bring you a tin of soup. <laughs> just like, all right, uh, yeah, move on to. Number two. And she's like, well, as a doctor, I have all the right professions. I have the right profession and the right knowledge to take care of you. And you're like, oh, that's nice. That's nice. That's nice. All right, cool. And number three, contestant three, how, how would you take care of me? She's like, well, I'm not, I might not be a doctor. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I don't want to be a doctor, but I know that once I touch you, you'll completely forget that you were ill in the first place. He's just like, oh, saucy. <laughs> He's like, all right, Silla, uh, I know which one I want. I know which one I want. He's like, not even thinking of his head at all. Not, He's not thinking of his head at all. He doesn't even know what number three looks like. Number two's basically described himself. Describe yourself to him. You don't care. So that first contestant, number one, 
And like she's just short and just yeah, he doesn't like her. He's like, oh yeah, cheers. So sorry. You're beautiful though. Why lie, bruv? Just let her go. Let her go off st- stage. He's like, oh, B, this is this is Sally, a doctor from Manchester. He's just like, oh, she walks around the corner. He's like, Jesus, look at her. She's a model and a doctor. I'm an idiot. Oh no. He's like, oh, but I've got, I've got contestant free, contestant free. Oh yes, come on, come on, Helen from Wigan. He, the little curtain thing slides back, and she's an absolute troll. And then he's just like, oh wait, all the blood just leaves his penis, it's back to his brain, and then he starts turning right, looking beyond Scylla. Looking for the doctor bird to come back. And said, nope, she's gone, fella. She's gone. They're going on holiday together. I remember their dates used to look proper good. It's kind of like um, take me out kind of level dates, I think. From what I remember. And they have to come back and discuss their their trip. I think there's a few blind date weddings. Because, yeah, cause she was like, shall I? I can't do the accent. But she was like, shall I get my hat? And she would turn up to the weddings. Which I think is fair. The type of show it was. It's fair to invite Sailor Black to your wedding. Oh, man. Good times. Good, good, good TV back then. I don't know what's on TV now on Saturday. I don't actually know what's on, like, no. Except for talent shows, again. I don't know, guys. I'll let you know if I sign this contract. I need to read it carefully. Because I ain't selling my rights. Because it's only if you make it to the semi-finals you lose all your rights to your shit. So you don't, so you don't even win. So you become a semi-finals so you enter an exclusivity agreement. So does that mean you're paying me? No, 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 no. Just, just we own everything that you have. That's all. So fuck off. I <laughs> will see. We'll see. Anyway, let me just end this podcast. I want to go indoors and uh, chill out and get ready for work tomorrow. And yeah, that's it, man. Yeah. All right. Speak to you later. Bye.